Hello everyone, and welcome to another horrific review. I'm joined again by Chris as we continue our journey along the Graboid Trail. Tonight we're discussing Feeding Frenzy and Shriek and Destroy from the Tremors TV series. Created in 2003, the show picks up from where Tremors 3 left off. It follows the people of perfection as they attempt to coexist with the Graboid, El Blanco. And here we go. Time for a bit of happiness, I think. Yeah, this brought back uh, the fun after seven. I'm glad we oh, did it in this uh, in this order. Imagine doing a TV show after three and then getting into four, five, six, and seven. That would have been depressing. Yeah, for sure. This worked Holy out. Moly. This worked out good. So, oh. fun fun fact: I saw that um, it was canceled, unfortunately, after 13 episodes. And I looked into it. It was Sci-Fi's highest rated program on the channel at that time. But it was meant to be a replacement for Farscape, which I guess was their highest rated before. This. That's one of the best sci-fi shows ever. I haven't seen it, but um, apparently Farscape was hitting a different demographic and it failed to hit that demographic. But imagine canceling, canceling a show after 13 episodes oh, that's your highest rated on your network. Like, it's just uh, it's frustrating. It's that's uh, these idiots. It's it's Firefly all over again. Like mm -hmm. you, you have to give a show, especially a sci-fi show or a horror show like this. Like you have to give it at least two years to find its audience. People are going to talk about it. They're going to, you know, word of mouth, you know, marketing, promoting it. You, you know, it, what do they expect? But this, is the, this has been this is why I'm so disgruntled. With TV in general, I hate TV. I hate TV people. Now the TV people have come across in the streaming. And they're fucking it up too. They're dickheads. Yeah. They're one hundred percent dickheads. I just I don't know what the what they were expecting. You know, like they're they're morons. They don't know their arse from their elbow. That's the problem. How could they have expected it to do better? It's already the highest rated on on the channel. So it's frustrating that they didn't give it more. Because I really enjoyed this these first two. Hey Levi. Oh, thanks there's for, Levi. Oh, thanks for joining. I was say, before. We begin. Thanks, Levi, for clearing up a few <laughs> problems before we started this. Because apparently, because the Sci-Fi Channel executives didn't like uh, Shriek and Destroy, they put it to the last episode, and then they fucked up all the episodes and put them out of order. Yeah. So even as they aired it, they messed it up because morons. Yeah. So we would have watched this the second episode out of order. So appreciate that, Levi. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, no, great. Because at least we're we know what we're doing. Because yeah, I can imagine there's a wee bit of a through line with us. We can see already that yeah. they've done better than the movies. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely. Sci-fi channel. I hate the sci-fi channel. I see that logo and I just dial it inside. Yeah, I, I genuinely hate them. I remember being excited when cable first came out back in the late eighties. <laughs> Sorry, folks, show me age, but <laughs> I thought, oh, I love sci-fi stuff. Oh, here's a channel dedicated to it. Yeah, and I quickly just lost the world to live. <laughs> They're yeah. abysmal. Yeah, I feel like if they had put this on another network, not even like a you know prime time, but if they put it like a well, in the states, we have TNT, TBS, like those kind of those mm -hmm. kind of channels. They have like you know Walker Texas Ranger back in the day. I feel like something like that, it would have done even better because it it's it's fun. It it definitely has a 
um, a fun appeal that the, the the last three movies were missing. So, yeah. and the same spirit, you know, that's the thing. I, I'm actually after watching these, I'm more annoyed with uh, Tremors Five. Yes. So my, oh my anger gosh. has increased. I yes. remember, remember it was like, uh oh, <laughs> now my actual anger has increased <laughs> three movies. Yeah. <clears throat> so instead of just hating two, I hate three movies now. <laughs> what an absolute pile of shit. Yeah, for sure. For <sighs> sure. <laughs> oh man, like uh there's no need for this. That's that's is what gets me. A lot of the things that go wrong are because of just absolute planks who have no business being in the jobs that they're in and it's this thing that i predicted years ago and it's come true these people have been shuffled in the positions because mommy and daddy were born in the tv industry so little junior or little princess has to get a job because they're a useless individual when i started seeing those documentaries of the 90s you know the kids of stars yeah and they're just pampered pointless like sacks of meat yeah and they're really just they serve no purpose they're just oxygen thieves but of course they're going to have to give something to feel important and this is what's happened they've all been shoved into and it's not just actors you know if you think about it, not everybody could be an actor so they've been put into producer roles writer roles lighting roles technician roles this has been going on and this is why we've got the crap that we do today it's and true the whole identity politics thing is just a shield and a spear, you know, the, you can't criticize me because blah, blah, blah. It's nothing to do with actually anything. It's just because you've got useless morons and they know it. Yeah. They know that uh, they don't belo- deserve to be where they are and they've already been put there. And this whole thing of guilt has come up. Yeah. And the, uh, instead of doing something positive with their lives and maybe, I don't know, some... Like some entrepreneurs would not fund their kids and they'd make them go and work at a burger flipping joint. They'd go make them do something at least for a couple of years to go and earn their metal. That's gone out, you know, I mean, not gone out the window with these sort of pampered idiots because it's Hollywood and that whole industry. I don't know. You still there? Are you aboard you already? Oh, no. No, you're blinking. I can. Have I broke Chris? Yes, I've broken him. Oh dear. I went off and around on a broken. <laughs> yeah, broken can, you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you just I could see you blinking and I'm like, oh no. And I just I knew it was happening. <laughs> uh there's Oliver in as well. And good to see you. And yeah, Levi, I know exactly how you feel. Let me try. I'm gonna go out and go back in. That worked last time. So, right, I was mid-round anyway, so, uh, well, he's broken. yeah, this thing has been going on for decades with the TV industry. It's just, and the movie industry as well, just needs morons. That's all they are. The, if they were running um, that old thing, if they run a landmade stand and they end up in debt, you know, going bust, they're just that incompetent. And then it becomes all about ego. I am such and such because mommy and daddy is such and such. And this thing's just went on and yeah. on, and now we're seeing it because people are just pissed off. People just walk away; they won't go to the cinema anymore. They'll not buy into yeah. all these TV shows. They're just—they're not even angry. No, it's just like 
yeah, done, and you can't motivate yeah. people. I I think it's it's better for us, us knowing that there's only 13 episodes because we could just go with. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would have been tough, you know, watching this live. I know like Levi and a, a lot of fans were where it just cuts off because I'm assuming the the 13th episode doesn't have a proper ending because they thought it was going to keep going. And that's always frustrating when a show just has no ending and it just goes off the air like Firefly and, mm. and like this, I'm assuming. So at least for us, we could just appreciate it knowing that it's going to end abruptly, but at least we're having fun with it while we have it. Yeah, well, we're in a better position because we've went through those god-awful movies, so it can only get better from there. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Even the worst episode of this is better than, like, the best. I'm saying from five onwards because one to three, brilliant. Four, brilliant. And then it's just started going off the cliff. Yeah. But, yeah, two episodes in, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm pissed off with <laughs> the stupidity. Because of little dipshits and yeah, the they won't accept any responsibility. There are things just to double down, and we've seen it through social media. But this the writing was on the wall for us. This battle was coming between the customer and the dipshit for a long time, and this is why the great unplug happened. You know, very everyone talks about that unplugging. Yeah, everyone's sick as pain over the odds for cable TV, getting a lot of shite for maybe watching two shows three shows a year and then putting all these channels it's like why am i paying for this yeah and that's what the unplugging happened to streaming now all the dipshits are being sidled into streaming and then streaming's going the same way now you need at least five or six subscriptions if you want to watch anything which i don't bother you know right if i, right. If I want to watch something i'll maybe do a free trial or i'll pick up the physical media now because i'm not not doing it yeah i'm not i'm not getting sucked in i've been there with cable i know what it's like yeah too many for sure and they won't yeah. learn. They'll, they'll be sneaky. They'll they'll change the game. They'll do whatever they want, but except actually learn to make better content. And I... yeah, but what was so great about this is like it transitioned beautifully from Tremors three. I mean, it, it felt like you were watching the sequel to to Tremors three. Yeah. You know, with between um, El Blanco, uh, Jody owning Chang's store, Melvin Plug, real estate agent. Like mm -hmm. all of these uh, story points were were in the right away from the pilot, you know, which was great because it just felt like a continuation of a movie that we we both liked, uh, Tremors Three. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got and you've got different actors. So Leela Lee plays Jodie Chang, Marcia Strassman plays Nancy Sterngood. So you've got there's two main characters in this recast, but the story just carries on. Yes. So you can do that, and that was one of the things we had said. Yeah, I think we even mentioned it with Levi too. With uh, Tremor Seven, they could have just recast Travis. They didn't have to have, um, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, <Yeah. God. laughs> Jimmy, yeah. the character Jimmy. You could have just had, you know, Travis, you know, played just by John. Travis. Yeah, exactly. But one of the my minor complaints with Tremors Three, and I like Tremors Three, was the acting of uh, Jody Chang. Um, Susan C Susan Chuang, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, was the actor in Tremors 3. I thought she was, you know, terrible, wooden, every line didn't feel believable. This actress from the TV show is awesome. I think she's great. I, 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 I twigged with her straight away. Yeah, she's likable. 
Um, mm-hmm. Her acting is 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 good. Like um, and I think that's important for a show like this. Like you have to like the people to understand why they're willing to sacrifice their lives for each other and want to protect each other. And I found this uh, this actress is is um, much Lila, more personable. Lila, Lila Lee, yeah, very mm-hmm. personable. Um, and yeah, just very likable, which which is awesome. Yeah, it's not hard to like I said, a bit of imagination. That's this is nothing new. You've we've got a century's worth of movie and film, uh, film and TV to look back on for examples of things that work. Yeah, and yet these idiots can't do it, and they have teams of writing rooms. It's not like sitting, you know. What I mean, I sit here in my wee cupboard with my notes, trying to make a you know. Yeah, the conversation to uh, try and put some sort of a good show out. They have teams of writers. The, yeah. the late show talk show hosts, you know, when we had a break from them, thanks to the strike, you know, it was bliss not having your news feed full of them Muppets because they all look <laughs> the same, they all talk the same. Yeah. But they have a team of writers and they still sound shit. Yeah, yeah. And we, we clearly do not. You only have to watch us for 10 seconds to know that we don't have writers. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine being that contrived shit. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> no, I could uh, couldn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to the first episode, Feeding Frenzy. And here, when I read the the tagline for the whole show, I'm like, how are they going to make an entire TV series just around El Blanco? This is going to turn itself on knots pretty quickly. But we find out that's the they have a game plan, which is cool. But yeah, um, within the first five minutes, we get reintroduced to perfection. That's all, I I thought as a as a pilot, and a lot of pilots struggle because the mm-hmm. actors don't know the characters yet. Even the writers are still trying to you know get a feel. Um, I thought this was one of the better <coughs> excuse me one of the better pilots I've seen. Because I felt like it did a great job of like reintroducing you to the storyline, <laughs> um, and I liked uh, the Tyler's introduction. I liked that story beat that here's this guy that like stops at a sign, and then he comes under attack right away. And Burke Gummer is pr- patrolling the streets. You know, I just They've thought got all that the warnings so- set up from Tremors Three. They've, yeah. they've got everything set up for it. And I thought, oh, you stopped at the sign, didn't you? Yeah, I told him that that sign was more trouble than what it was worth. And <laughs> yeah. it was just that matter of factness. It was a it's great... Like Bert Gummer's character's... So, you know, we saw him in Tremors 3. We see the current Bert. Um, we see this characterization still being Bert before the deconstruction yes. started. Yes. Because really from 5 onwards, it started, the, you know, this whole thing of 2020s. Let's deconstruct. Must deconstruct the protagonist. Can't have heroes. Oh no, they can't, can't be like that. Yeah, Tremors Five literally pissed on Bert. Yeah, I mean that's 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 all you could say about it. They, it started right away that they were tearing down that character, literally by having a lion pee on him on in a cage, and that uh, is not a sentence I thought I would say in this life. But um, I like the idea that uh, yeah that um, Tyler bought the business from Desert Jack, and that's mm-hmm. why he's coming to the town. Like those little throwaway lines. Um, are important to me for the continuity. Um, anytime they mention a prior character, you know, I, to me, it, it adds a lot. And so. make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I, I'm just I'm just more annoyed. The more the, I think of a get more into this TV show, I'm going to get more annoyed with those last three movies. Yeah, because in Tremors Five, there's no mention of El Blanco, there's no mention of Tyler who just disappears. Um, they took everything from the TV show and from Tremors Three and just ignored it. It's... Oh, we're we're universal. We're the big dogs, man. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they do as well. Every time a new CEO takes over one of these entertainment companies, they destroy everything before. And they don't like go, right, let's make as much money as possible with what we've got before we start the new projects. Yeah. No, must destroy. Because I'm big dick now or big flange, well, flaps, whatever, you know, fucking arseholes. <laughs> Absolute arseholes. <laughs> There's another thing as well. Um, in half an episode, Bert and Tyler have more rapport and we see the passing of the torch begin than two movies with Bert and Travis and Travis is supposed to be his buddy's son. Right. So I think it, it has to do with the with the writing and the fact that the writers and Michael Gross understood the character of Bert because it really it all comes from him because um, I don't think that this actor uh, who plays Tyler Reed um, I don't necessarily think that he's a better uh, Victor Brown is his name. I don't think that he's necessarily a better actor than Jamie Kennedy who plays Travis. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is, but it's doubtful. I think it just comes down to the writing and the writers knowing the characters. Characterization writing, which I've said ad nauseum. Everyone's sick of tired hearing me saying that on this <laughs> show. Get yeah. those two things right and everything else falls into place. Yeah, yeah. But I know the cheapest things to get right. Yeah, you don't need a lot of money just to get. You just need yeah. imagination, <laughs> and you need to care about the uh, the content about the canon, you know. And don't try to piss on it. Try to uh, you know embrace it. But I I will say I I started thinking about how Bert seems to like latch on so quickly to these uh, potential uh, protege. You know, right away he he takes to uh, to Tyler just like he did with some of the other people, and starts showing him the ropes and kind of letting these new these new people in, you know, on the inside and showing them what to do. So I started to think, why does Bert so quickly acclimate to these? Hold on, people? are we going out of the traps with a crazy theory? I'm afraid we are. Oh well, let's say not even twenty minutes on this show. We're starting with a crazy theory. Oh well, I suppose we may get this uh, rule tape. <laughs> it's a theory. It's, it's a, a crazy. It's a crazy theory. Crazy Chris. Crazy Chris. Crazy Chris. Crazy theory. I always have to rush before Universal takes me down again. <laughs> but I was thinking, why is Bert so invested in these uh, newbies that come into the town? He starts showing them all the ropes. So I was thinking, after Tremors 3, uh, the loss of Miguel and the fact that he's now seen, Bert Gummer has now seen multiple mutations. He's seen the Graboids change into Shriekers. He's seen them change into uh, ass blasters back to back in these movies. From his perspective, <coughs> I think he's starting to think maybe I need to think about a successor. You know, with all of these mutations, maybe I'm not going to survive this. Outwardly, he's very confident. 
And he mm-hmm. believes, you know, he shows everyone that, uh, yes, we can take our, care of ourselves and survive this. But I, st- I think he started thinking, I need to think about a successor. Who's going to protect the people of uh, perfection and my friends when I'm gone? So that's why I think he started to think about possible successors. So I started to think about who actually would be the best successor. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, movie-wise, actor-wise, you know, Kevin Bacon. or Like, in the story that we've seen, or the seven movies, and now the TV show, who, in fact, would be the best successor? And I started to provide some information. So, option one, Tyler Reed. All right? Pros. He lives in perfection. He's willing to, uh, he listens to Bert. He's a fast driver, you know, in, in times of trouble. That always helps. And he's dreamy. I don't know why that helps, but uh, Colin, as you and I know, d- being dreamy always helps. Now, the con. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. I've heard <laughs> that it's good for you. <laughs> so, the cons he's too easygoing and unprepared. Uh, and he disappeared mysteriously after Tremors 5. So, I'm going to give him a C. Plus. Because, you know, to protect, uh, you know, perfection and be a successor to Bert, you have to be there. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have Jack Sawyer for possible Bert Gummer successor. Uh, pros, he's fearless. He can create weapons out of spare parts. That's always handy. Uh, cons, he's flighty. Uh, he left, you know, to go uh, to Vegas to make a fortune. And he has no ties to perfection. So I'm going to give him a D minus. Next up, we have Travis Welker. Pros, genetics. He's Bert's actual son. He has experience fighting uh, with Bert, and he loves guns. Those are very good pros. But the cons, he uh, takes way too many chances. He doesn't prepare well. We all know that Bert is very big on preparation and safety. And, uh, you know, it's tough to kill graboids from prison. So sorry, Travis. I'm giving you a C plus. Next up is Jimmy uh, from Tremor 7. You know, he's uh, great with a chainsaw. That helps. Uh, leadership skills. He was starting. That was a big theme in that uh, great movie. Leadership skills. Uh, and uh, Bert sacrificed himself to save him. So in Bert's mind, this person has value, right? But the cons, no connections to perfection. Uh, his biology background, you know, not a military background. Uh, and he's not a survivalist. So I'm going to give him a D. <laughs> so you ask yourself, who is the only perfect successor? You're probably asking two questions. Why? I don't know. I don't pay to have a color printer. And the other question you're asking yourself. I know the price of inkjet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Small fortune. <laughs> so I'll skip to the second you question. You need your own mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then the second question, after the printer question, why or who, rather, is the perfect successor to Bert if I've given all these people uh, bad grades? And that, of course, is, say it with me, Zombert. <laughs> Pros, everything. Cons, none. That's an A+. So the government, the government now, assuming that you don't believe my last theory about Bert Gummer surviving, that means the government realizes after Bert's demise that we need this person to defeat the graboids. So they have we we've seen them do experimentations before, right? They experimented they're gonna on clone a bird army. They're going to clone a bird army. And that 
is the only perfect successor to Burt Gummer is Zombert himself. <laughs> A plus. That's the only way I can go. Oh my god. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's that has to be the finale. They have to do a TV special or something. And that's it. They've they've been cloning Burt and um maybe do it a bit less cheesy than the Alien Resurrection, but holy <laughs> Field experiments, and they've got one to floor child, you know, wearing uh flip flops and a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> and they've got the, them wrong. In the eternal struggle of man versus graboid, there could be only one. <laughs> and there we go. That's that would actually be uh, considering the movies, that'd be better. That'd be... <laughs> And there you go. Just in case you were missing, there's another crazy theory. <laughs> Boom! It's a theory. It's, it's a Chris. It's a theory. Chris is crazy. Chris is crazy. Chris is crazy. Fun times. Yeah. Um. So far, Tyler's look out of uh, if we can't have Zombert. Tyler's looking pretty good so far, and I'm only on the bloody TV show. And that's... It's good and bad at the same time, because it's bad that they screwed up the movies so horrendously. Yeah. And good that a TV show can actually... For any of us that have lived through the Highlander TV show and felt that pain... I remember that back in the day, yeah. Oh, God, that was... <laughs> that was pretty... That would never end. That was the TV show on the TV, and the Oh, the Robocop TV. Anyone has lived through the Robocop Oh, TV I didn't movie. see that one. And the subsequent three three or four TV movies. Highlander had like three or four TV movies as well. Oh, I didn't see and that. Sp- oh, my God. <laughs> Anyone has been through that and watched their beloved franchise stamped on and chopped up into bits and just uh, valued in front of their eyes. <laughs> um, You'll appreciate this, that there's actually an attempt being made The stay close to the movies oh really oh yeah All oh right. and you see some of the tv spinoffs for things and oh the oh god never forget the crow tv show the crow tv show wow oh god that was absolutely diabolical so this stacks up pretty well against those yeah we've had plenty once again there's there's a century's worth of tv at this point and film to give us an example um 1950s was the TV first come out available homes, if I'm right. I think 40s, right? Because I think Late wasn't, 40s was it? I think it wasn't like Hitler's speech, one of the first things that got broadcast. Oh, into space. Sh- sh- right, yeah, 1940s, uh, yeah, but it wasn't like in every family home. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, okay, well, well, pretty much, you know, I mean, century, but you know, I mean, there's not that much difference yeah. between them. Um, there's more than enough material to show how things have gone wrong and what not to do. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So even if you don't know what to do, there's more than enough examples of don't do that. That's shit. People hate that. Right. Don't do that again. What not to do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know that, at least you're you're sort of steering in the right path because eventually you'll get there. Yeah. Um. And there was the introduction as well in this, a new character, Rosalita. Was she tied to Miguel? I can't remember. Was, was she Miguel's? Yes. They made a comment that Miguel left the ranch to her. Yes, right. Okay, I was thought, I thought that. Like, oh, right. Okay, so she's got a, a vested interest. 
Right, right. So when she first shows up, they show her like in the shop looking for like a spare engine. And I just assume like, oh, OK, here we go. She's going to be like the do everything character where the girl boss, girl boss. As you, I, I love that term. Yeah. So she's going to be able to do everything. She'll be able to mechanic. She'll be a fighter. Um, but they actually didn't do that. They showed her struggling, um, you know, with the ranch. And, um, you know, I actually kind of like that. I feel like um, when characters have flaws, they're just more interesting when it's they're like Superman all the time. Well, it's a uh, hero's journey. That's, that's the yeah. basics of the story. The hero's journey. The character has flaws and trials to overcome. Right. And everyone's not a superhuman. So every, that's why you have teamwork. And that's why the, you get characters coming together. Because not everybody's good at everything. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So I, I like that aspect for her. Yeah. Even Bert is showing his flaws in this. He doesn't understand modern technology to a point. He doesn't understand economics in terms of, you know, looking after himself or making, you know, making himself comfortable so that he's self-sustaining. He he doesn't understand that. He can live in a hole for like five years and be okay. Yeah. But he can't just operate in the current world. You know, he can't tread that line. But he's got people, because he's shown the fact that he cares for people, He's got folks willing to step up and bring him back, you know, and help him along. And that's where teamwork. And we didn't get that with the last three movies. Yeah, exactly. We didn't get that at all. I'm already one episode in. Yeah, and it, it's another example of how the, the town folk need each other. Like, his flaw of not being economically knowledgeable is made up for by Jody. So, mm. you know, she's able to help him and try to find ways for him to make money because, you know, you do need money in this world, you know, to survive. Yeah, so. the <laughs> sad yeah. fact of life, you know, it's you live yeah. in La La Land if you don't understand economics. Yeah. So I feel like they 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 mix well as a as a town. Do you know what always makes me laugh? You know, people go and it's a it's a dumb Yankistani thing. <sighs> Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Latest day thing, latest day thing. Three cars at the door. <sighs> Capitalism, property, <laughs> land, blah blah blah. And, you know, wearing the latest fashion. <sighs> all this stuff. You know, and they do it in cameras. Well, of all this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. How did you get all your shit? It didn't just yeah. come off a tree and nothing. No, you weren't assigned the three cars by the government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a grip. Yeah. But I like her character. I, I think she's going to be uh, fun. Yeah, and she even went, because she looks a bit like a model, and she dresses a bit like a model, and even Travis made a comment of, you don't look like a farmhand, you look like a showgirl. And she's like, well, I was. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> Straight away, bing, bing, all the bits are falling into place. You're like, fucking not hard, is it? Yeah, it fits her character that she looks like that. Absolutely. Yeah, good casting. And is it this episode where Bert mentions having a silver mine that he blew up? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> I, he want I, he said he mentioned something that he has to pay for it with silver bars. Um, and you're talking like, about him being economically illiterate and how have you managed to survive? And then he mentions that yeah, he's been paying for everything with silver, but he yeah. had to blow up in Tremors Three. He had to blow up his, his reserves. It's all yeah. like a, yeah. I love that. I love those those uh, conversations, those those continuity bits. It's great. Yeah. 
that's not hard. Instead of sitting scratching her head going, how the hell is this scene playing out? How the hell are these people together? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite moments when she'll burst coffee at socializing community, followed by attending a potluck and only bringing a six pack of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's his character. He doesn't get that that side of thing. He doesn't get. Yeah. My insurance policy with silver bars converted Thank to shrapnel by the blast. Yeah. Oh, it's so one awesome. line. One <laughs> line so... explains everything. It's so awesome having Levi in the chat. <laughs> who pulls up the exact line. That's awesome. Thanks, Levi. Yeah. Um, but there's Rosalie, this character, brilliant. I liked her. I found yeah. myself liking her straight away. I was a bit like, oh no, it's gonna be like you said, oh, here we go. It's one of these. Yeah. And, and she has that connection to Miguel, so you, you know it fits. Yeah. yeah. Which was an obviously travesty. Yeah. yeah. But that's you know. Maybe the actor wanted to move on. They just thought they need a shock and death. But I, I just have this feeling that the, the people of perfection should have it, you know, have it sorted. I don't know if it's a really poignant moment should one of them go because it's that's why you bring in the cannon fodder, the other people that happen to visit and don't understand. Yeah. And I felt like they already had Walter die. So you had the, you know, the, the Jeopardy already planted. I, I don't know if you needed to also kill Miguel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the way they've kept Walter alive in spirit, though. Yes. They've really done it, uh, and that's what else you need. In fact, have you noticed that Tremors 3 and this, they're not relying on Valner. Like, they're forgotten. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. And what I, they've I... done is, they're like, okay, those two aren't part of it. Yeah. They could and... visit, but we're not going to hang on those. We'll hang on what we can and keep it going. I think the writers were smart not to try to replicate that relationship because Val and Earl worked because they were both equals, you know, they were on the same level and they, they, mm -hmm. you know, rock, paper, scissor, and they just were, you know, buddies um, on the same level. And the problem with Burke Gummer, as much as we love him is there's no one on Burke Gummer's level, you know, with the exception of, of maybe Reba and, you know, in the first episode, his wife, uh, Reba, Reba McIntyre, there was no one really at his level. So if you try to bring someone else and recreate that buddy, buddy, it's just not going to work. So instead the writers are smart. And like, if we can't do like an equal buddy, buddy relationship, let's do a, a mentor and a protege. And, yeah. and it, and it's, it's working. Yeah. I, I think his relationship with Tyler um, is already light years ahead of I'm just blown away that like, <clears throat> I'm not even into the meat and bones of this episode. Yeah. And already they've set everything up and you're like, I feel good. Yeah. I feel good about this. That's that's clever. Yeah. And they did a good job of uh incorporating El Blanco mm -hmm. because like they're used to like when uh, the tremors, you know, with you know, come and, and shake the, the town and they know immediately which items to grab that are gonna shake the most yep. by the glass, you know, probably shouldn't have like a glass display, but you know. It's it's just good that they they incorporate that, yeah. Yeah, that's just clever. Once again, clever. Did they spend three <coughs> episodes explaining all that? No, it was done in like one scene. Yeah. There you go. Job done. You're you're in the universe. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Miguel was killing three because I thought three would be the last movie. Um, yeah. Makes sense. 
That makes sense. And there's uh, KDW. Welcome. Uh, welcome from. It's not often we get somebody on Twitch. <laughs> it depends. It's either feast or famine with Twitch. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we get the introduction of. Um, oh God, I, I just call him Hank Schrader. <laughs> I call him Tremors, Hank Schrader. <laughs> Dean Norris. Oh, Dean uh, Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitchell. Yeah, Twitchell. So we'll have Twitchell, and basically he's the government liaison. He's Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's Angel. He's, uh, <laughs> oh, well, there's another show that pissed on. Remember the A-Team? Oh, yeah, I love the A-Team. Remember that horrendous <laughs> final season after they got caught, and then that weird government it. guy? I haven't seen it in a while. I just love oh, the... God, the, that's... B.A. Baracus, and they had to uh, stick him with a needle every time he went on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Special forces unit to their freaking more like special needs. <laughs> it's like daycare getting let out. But um, you have somebody that hands out the mission. You need the liaison. You need the plot device. And so we get Twitchell. And he's like, you know, been bloody landed with this job. The, you know, supervisor Blanco and blah 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 and I'm letting you live here but it's it's a bit of it's one of those better them living here who interact you know with El Blanco and don't have someone else moving in or not letting Melvin uh rule the roost that uh the yeah. status quo sort of maintained there's a bit of an understanding there and you get that out straight away with this first episode of his introduction. Yeah, I, I like because uh, I was watching the episode and I was like, I can't believe like the government is aware of uh, El Blanco and they're letting these people live there. And all they did is they put up like a little sign. So as I'm watching the episode, then this guy shows up and I'm like, perfect. They they thought of a response, you know, mm -hmm. like the writers thought of that plot hole and they're like, all right, it wouldn't make sense that they wouldn't at least have someone on the ground to oversee this. Um, you know, ideally you probably, they probably would have had like a, a wall where people, cars that were coming in would have to like, have like a checkpoint, but I'm, I'm easygoing. I can take a cost a lot where you just let the people live in the town that are doing their thing and they're <clears throat> doing it themselves anyway. And you just send one agent to check up on things. Yeah, I'm, I could buy into that premise, but I, they needed to have some government uh, representation for it to make sense. And mm -hmm. this guy is perfect. Um, so he he did an awesome job. I like the fact, too, when the uh, the um, there was one person that got uh, killed and they have to fill out paperwork and they're like, oh, it's number seven. <laughs> they just started filling out the, the paperwork like it's it's like no, almost no big deal. You know, like they already had the paperwork ready to go from the previous six. Yeah, it's like yeah, right, yeah, yeah, just a random hiker just got killed. They're like, ah, what are you gonna do? Let's get some paperwork filled out. It's fun. Yeah. It's but fun. even the fact that um, like we'll have Tyler stopping and he straight away sees the other guy, help me, and also the fact that they don't use they do use CGI, but they keep it to the minimum and they use camera shakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the oldest trick in the book. Let's <laughs> use some camera shakes. That works. You know what? Yeah, I'd, I'd sooner yeah. see that than dodgy CGI any day. The one thing um, that threw me off was they also, in the beginning of the pilot, they like sped the camera up mm -hmm. to, I guess, make the action look more exciting somehow. 
Oh, the button was going across the. Yeah, that was a wee bit. Yeah, much. just everything was like super sped up. I thought like there was something wrong with my uh my download or something like that. No, so that's that... called cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so that you know that was my only minor complaint. But other than that, like the CGI was was minimal, and um yeah, it looked good. Like I said, it felt like a continuation of Tremors three, like right into this. So it was mm -hmm. uh, it was a smooth transition. Yeah. Yeah. And basically the plot line is that El Blanco's, you know, on a feeding frenzy. He's acting totally unlike his self. This the it's been a year or something. Yeah. Since the events of Tremor 3. They've got him figured out. And now he's acting completely off the rails. Yeah. And you're they're just like, what the hell's going on here? And then it becomes like a a, a mystery show. Yeah, it was cool. And I like um Melvin, how they Melvin was uh, affecting the uh El Blanco to try to get them to, you know, have to kill El Blanco and then get tossed out. So he had this whole plot. Like I love the idea of taking a character from the first movie and using him into the storyline mm -hmm. because Melvin was like this annoying little kid, you know, from the first one. Now he's turning into like this uh, you know, evil uh adversary. I mean, there's this there's the one part where they had um the henchman that he had hired on the motorcycle to set up these devices to mess with El Blanco. He's on the rock with him. And then he sees El Blanco coming and without Melvin, without giving the guy any warning, just jumps off the rock and runs to safety. And then the, the motorcycle guy gets eaten. And then when they, when Bert uh, and Tyler confront him about it, he's like, no, I don't, I don't know who it is. So he's, he's now gone from like an annoying kid who has like, you know, greedy, real estate plans to like an accessory to murder yeah and he's just an absolute disgusting <laughs> person and he's like covering it up that's like a big jump to take but mm -hmm. it it's fun and I, you know i hope he uh comes back he, he's in one more episode I, I did check it out because okay once again i'm like going right is this all gonna be here is it just gonna be melvin trying a new trick every week yeah. and that's I've been burnt out with TV, and I know how <laughs> when you're dealing with lazy writers, and I think with so much shit lately, like, oh, this is going to be the recurring theme, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, right. <coughs> but I like the fact that it wasn't... This could just descend into farce and just be, whoa, scary monster every week and have no substance. That would be a very boring TV show to watch. But already we're seeing the character interaction. We're seeing the little moments. We're seeing the shout-outs without beating you over the head with it here's an easter egg slapping down the face yeah um, yeah you're getting all these little hints that if you're invested in the series you can pick up on it and go oh yes yeah like that as a pilot it worked beautifully because it introduced you to everyone without it being um exposition it wasn't mm -hmm. boring it wasn't telling you everything it just showed you the town showed you what happens when the, when el blanco comes by little bits of explanation but it was done while keeping the pace going it i was one of the better pilots i've seen i'll give you a hint for tremors four yeah which i liked yeah yes yeah absolutely yeah and that's um that was that pretty much a, a good job <laughs> the pilot. there you go introduce the characters into the scene explained all the links so to justify where everybody's are and then give us a story to follow Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where Akuda went wrong. And thanks again to Levi for keeping us steered in the right path here. Because if it wasn't for Levi, we'd be just doing it as we're told and 
I think we'll probably get confused. I think it was with Delve and this, but would because <laughs> the next episode, Shriek and Destroy, which they aired as a sixth episode, which is also a testament. The fact that can show the episodes completely wrong and still be the highest grossing TV show they had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that sort of tells we've got something of quality here. Yeah. It was our highest rated show at the time. Do you know how much abuse I'm getting, by the way? Abuse? Yeah. From who? Oh, uh, Steve and Cameron's like, oh, yeah, Tremors 57's coming out. Oh, you'll be doing that next, won't you? <laughs> Those two are giving me dogs abuse. I bet they haven't seen it. Or if they they saw the first one and never saw any of the sequels. Because I'll be honest, that was my impression of it going in. I yeah. was like, this is going to be like Sharknado. This is just going to be completely silly. And I was okay with it, but I wasn't like uh, thinking I was going to become like invested in any of the characters. But neither was I. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I can I can see why uh, Levi and a lot of people get hooked, and I, I'm hooked myself. Yeah, you know, consider myself a long term fan now. It's not um, yeah, it's not even a passive <laughs> It's like whoa, we're in. Yeah, <laughs> we're in. it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shriek and destroy. We now have the the way that this show can expand. So rather than just being a perfection, oh, El Blanco doing something again. No, Twitchell's coming, right? I need a favor. And even the antagonism, because they made Bert in five, six, and seven too antagonistic and unnecessarily so. Right. He's rough. But as we have discussed with his character, he's not heartless. He's a caring person. Right. He just need. he's one of those people that you need to steer him around. But generally, it doesn't take much to do. Right. And then we'll have the balance of uh, Tyler in this, who's a people person. So yeah. straight away you've got yin and yang. Yeah. It's a good it's a good balance for sure. Like I, I like this the idea of Twitchell as a plot device, like like you mentioned, you know, just setting them on missions and stuff like that. Because um it, it has to, you know, the, there has to be a reason why they're gonna leave perfection from time to time mm-hmm. because they're so ingrained in that community. So I thought that was, you know, a good. I don't know if they do that every episode, but I thought for this episode, it worked great. I think they're going to mix it up. I've got the impression that they're going to mix it up. <clears throat> yeah, and I like that. I like that. It's not going to be repetitive. So yeah. already, I'm liking the idea of this TV show. It's like, oh, they've actually thought about it. Wow. Yeah. What a rarity. But the the only downside to Twitchell <clears throat> is it makes me hate episode uh movie six tremor six even more that whole scene with the tax man is that if that was supposed to be like a recreation of twitchell and bert's relationship it's just because no, tw- um he's the environmental agency the, the environmental tax agency? Man? no, no. From, like, the blood twitchell's blood. environment um epa isn't he is that what you call the environment I... protection agency uh <laughs> is he i thought he was fbi no i think he's epa and then um because then you see him going going up against fish and wildlife, so you're seeing the interdepartmental okay. rivalry, and you know, I want the limelight, and the I don't think we got the film. You know, we got a bit of a hint from even Tremors too that this was a global phenomenon. Yeah, the, the Graboids are a global phenomenon, but then like everything, it fades because Bert doesn't know how to keep a franchise going, and it didn't have a sustainable character. No, technically. Uh, perfection should be thriving and there should be steel you know i mean the road should actually have steel 
you know, they should have enough money that yeah. actually even the Silvers lend so a blanco can't come the other town there to see a part me in the safari. You know, this town should be like industrial tourist scale. From the tourism, right? Yeah. I mean, if they you think about it, if they made like arcade games, if uh, mm. he's on the you know newspaper, uh, you know, magazine covers and stuff like that, TV shows, interviews, you would think that maybe there would be <coughs> an even greater amount of tourism, but it could also be the danger element too. Like, uh, you know, everyone wants to see, uh, you know, like the, the dinosaurs in Jurassic park, but you know, when the dinosaurs get out and eat you, it, it you know, starts <laughs> ah, and then there's a the screaming, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that could be hurting it, you know, and it's also, it's in the armpit middle of nowhere. So right. that's even for our Arizona standards. Right. I don't know how sparse Arizona is because you know, being there, yeah, there's no nearby airport, there's no train that goes close by, so <laughs> it's tough to get to, which which is uh yeah, could be the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they've done this because obviously Mitchell has more responsibilities than just perfection. It's one of his roles. And he's obviously in and about the different towns of the area. Oh Nevada. <laughs> oh Nevada. Um sorry, I thought it was Arizona. My apologies. I've been to Nevada too, so it's all right. That statement still stands. <laughs> I've had dirty weekends in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is exhausting. Two two days is enough for me. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, I can't do that. Especially the hawkers in the street. You can't walk down the street without somebody getting in your face. Yeah. Oh, to be to be clear, that was hawkers. Hawkers, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's some, something similarly sounding in in Vegas. Oh, there's them too, but nah, I never, uh, never indulged. Not my, not my bag. <laughs> just, just try to protect you, pal. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, are we acting like a team? Yeah, <laughs> I show my flaws. Just... <laughs> Gotta keep oh, the channel going. <laughs> but, uh, do you know the you know the whole thing I was talking about the buddy cop vibe and the that the should have had in the movies? Yeah. Here we go. Second episode, we've got it established. Between Tyler and Bert, right? And Twitchell. And tw- oh Twitchell, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three of them. There's but you know what I mean? That's a Twitchell's the captain. If you think about it, it's lethal weapon. Or bad boys. Right. Twitchell's the captain. They're they're the two detectives. Yeah. They needed like the bad boys camera that goes around in a circle. Oh, like uh, they made fun of that in uh, the movie Hot Fuzz. <laughs> they just like they just circle it slowly. <laughs> that would have been a cool shot. But um the my only minor complaint with uh Tyler in this episode uh is it it did feel like there was an episode in between that we didn't see. Like Tyler so quickly goes from being um a race car driver to like he's using weapons uh proficiently he's risking his life for the for the town which i'm i'm fine with i just felt like they needed maybe an episode to kind of show that progression mm. as to why he's so good with weapons and why he's willing to risk his life um i just feel like maybe there that was my only minor complaint is that you know he's in the town and then boom now he's part of the town and he's doing everything bert's doing Without that backstory. Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, maybe rushed it a wee bit, maybe two or three episodes in, get him progress. But 
Yeah. I think they were just moving quickly to get the team established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's not the worst example. No, it's true. It's there's um there's a channel called the CW, I'm sure you're aware of it. <laughs> yep, yep. If yep. you want to see absolute shite TV with <laughs> absolutely no character progression whatsoever. <laughs> oh, see when they did the, the Arrowverse, they called it, all the DC characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every TV show <laughs> became a clone of these Muppets sitting in a control room while somebody's on the radio, uh, and then they're all dancing. It started off like a really tight drama, and then they're all dancing in their costumes. That's, that's yeah. what it is. There's a fight scene or shit. But every TV, how many TV shows did they do? About nine or 20 of them or something? And they all look exactly the same by like a third episode. You couldn't tell one from the other. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> gotcha. That's, Actually, Levi in the chat has uh, information why it makes sense that Levi's like that. I mean, that uh, okay. Tyler's like that. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, if you're around that. <laughs> Don't you okay. tell Michael Bay. That's cr- Did Michael Bay do the Bad Boys ones? Is that him? I think I so. Know. I know <laughs> the dialogue. I think so, yeah. Oh, the, only, the only problem with Levi explaining, you know, Tyler's back background is that just eliminated a future Chris's theory about him. So now I have to <laughs> go back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks um, a lot, Levi. <laughs> um, and then we've got the whole. Uh, this was a bit of a daft character, but that guy from Fish and Wildlife. I don't think he had a name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, Bert, yeah, he did, in, at least in IMDb. Bill McLean was his character's right, name. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Uzi is the most useless weapon. Even, like, uh, in real life, it's it's a crowd. Uh, like, for scattering crowds, it's absolutely no use whatsoever. And I've already talked about needing to stop and power and everything else, and You've got this guy with a newsie with nine millimeters, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, God bless you. I I would not have picked up on that, and that's a great that's a great point. Um, yeah, I admit that uh, that that uh, definitely was uh, <laughs> got past me. But the one thing about Bill McLean that I thought was interesting, and this is another reason why I love Bert Gummer's character so much. So you know, this guy comes in and. Um, he starts, you know, yelling at them and, you know, I got this under control and he's like, he's kicking uh, Bert and Tyler, you know, off. Mm-hmm. He's just being a complete a-hole to him. And as he's walking away, Bert still is giving him tips on how to survive against the Shriekers. He starts saying like, uh, you know, you got to hide your body heat. This is after this guy was such a, an a-hole to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, oh yeah, this is what you have to do. Like, I just love that about Bert. Like no matter how much, you know, he's insulted or like people treat him badly, he still cares about human beings and people surviving. And he looks past other people's flaws all the time in order to keep them safe. So it's just like a, it was a little throwaway line that I was like, yes, they get his character. Cause we've seen this in the first three movies, um, you know, all the time, these little lines here or there showing well, how much he cares. And they make the joke about him being a survivalist, but that's it's one of those, yeah, paranoid survivalists, but at the end of the day, he's not doing harm. Yeah. He's not doing anybody one ounce of harm. And right. even if he didn't help, he'd still not been doing anybody any harm. He's just, that's what he believes. He's living his life. 
he interacts, but when it comes to things, I guess he's the guy on the job. Same as Jody is the girl on the job when it comes to bringing money in so the town can survive. Yeah. Everyone has a purpose. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see Rosalita. She'll develop and we'll see her purpose. Nancy's a bit of a non character, but you know, you need somebody that just lives there, you know, and does what, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like the people that, um, you know, talk badly about his character, you know, as, as the movies have gotten more current and they say bad things about this type of character represents, you know, this, uh, this, <sighs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like they, they just totally bash this character. They're missing all of these moments. Like not one time has he judged any other character and said, you know, uh, talk badly about someone else's choices. Like he, he lives his life how he believes, but he doesn't, bad mouth other people even if they don't believe the same thing he does so it's even more upsetting that there's this current culture that is it's bashing a of an allegory for what's actually happening <laughs> and yeah. like, i brought it up after seven that what they're doing the nerd culture they're they're shoving all their like i said these people are guilty because they're useless yeah and they decided to make a quick buck off nerd culture and they didn't understand the level of obsession that the nerd has and yeah. we will sit and go into details and we will pour pour our eyes over things and we'll look into little details and we'll argue about the little tiniest things and these people just weren't prepared for that and the fact that they can't flush their heads down the toilet anymore you know it's the grown-up world and they can't fight that battle yeah yeah but i thought and, that was the best that was the best use of that character was just to point out the dichotomy of how Bert is just such a you know better person than this guy, this Bill McLean guy. Yeah, um, it's strange because I was looking. Uh, what I was looking for is almost like an A team type thing that he Bert's built, like custom weapons or custom ammunition, you know, and hearing things like that. This one was a bit of a strange episode in terms of oh, I need the government to give me guns, sort of thing. Yeah, but if you but on the heels of Tremors three, where his entire underground base was was yeah, up, I, I, it makes <laughs> sense, I suppose he's tr he's starting to rebuild that arsenal. You know, if this was ten years later, fifteen years later, then it would have been like you've had plenty yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, but I I bought into it because it's so soon after the events of Tremors three. Even when Bill dies, Bert says, no one should have to die like that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I think that's why they had that when the, the modern crowd got into this current trend, which is going to bite them in the arse because the younger ones are like going, look at these Muppets and going, nah. Yeah. <laughs> the pendulum will swing. Um, and on the list of uh, ways to die, being torn to shreds by shriekers has got to be right up there as one of yeah. the worst. <laughs> I told Twitch all the thousand rounds we can cut it, yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't even throw one of his grenades. Like he's got the concussion grenades, and it's obviously that the they've only paid for so they can only afford to have so many, so they can't have him disappearing off his costume. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that because when I was watching it, there was that scene where they were uh, Tyler has them locked in that little shed, yeah, and then they start to like shoot the shed. Yeah, just just open the door, throw a grenade in, and close it. I thought that was was what was going to happen. And that was that was kind of a strange uh, story. Well, beat. I suppose they're only concussion grenades because uh, 
Yeah, because he explained it in the first one for Al Blanco. Maybe uh, that's why. But okay. then, why doesn't he have like a different... It's a budget thing. Let's be honest. We, yeah. we know what it is. We can break the fourth wall flat one going, yeah, they've designed this and they've already got so much money, so they're it's a sci-fi channel. Yeah. But if he's worried about, you know, cons- you know, uh, consumption of ammo, conserving ammo, you probably don't want to shoot the shed from the outside and no. just blindly hope that if we shoot the entire shed that will, I don't know, that seemed a little weird too. Just they unloaded round after round. Into well, the we shed. needed to have the scene where they jumped down the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's a TV show. It's going to yeah. be TV, right? And it's going to have to, you know, I mean, don't forget this isn't a movie. So they've only got, episodes to get this thing moving right, right. Pace. i guess my 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 only thought with that and it's a very minor nitpicky complaint was that uh after bert's experience with these creatures for him to assume and they started to like cheer after they shot into the shed for him to assume that that took care of the problem when he's seen you know that you need a lot more to kill these things mm-hmm. but, you know but again that's just a minor complaint yeah yeah uh but then we're all, well, you know, they've kind of, he's lost everything, still trying to do it. It's all about a bit of a mess. Him and Twitchell are trying to learn how to work together. Yeah. Like this can't all be, this is going to be the build up for the, you know what I mean? If this was season three, it'd be completely, this would be a well-oiled machine. And then there'd have to be other things coming in. This is the just starting to work together and understand each other. Right. And we're even saying like Twitchell, Nobody operates in the same level as him. You know, seeing Burton in action. There's one thing, Burton in theory, but Burton in action is a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason why even the military can't do these things. And the even man, he single-handedly wiped out 300 of these things in Argentina. You know, that's why he's on board. <laughs> That'd be fun to get a, a kill count of all the different characters to see... Well, I mean, obviously, meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Bert is you know. Is there? A, I'm surprised. I need to look up. Is there a, any form of Tremors game? A video game, like an this actual. Would be, this yeah. would be a brilliant side schooler. Oh my gosh, for sure. Just bloop, 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 you know, uh, picking up things and actually, you could recreate. You jump in a barrel and grab it, get you and takes you another level. You know, it's <laughs> like Mario. You you have like a Mario type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening. Um, oh, there's so much opportunity here. Uh, yeah, these Universal are morons. I thought Warner Brothers were bad. And yeah, yeah, I, I just these companies just annoy the life out of me. Yeah, especially nowadays, it's a lot easier to make like that type of a game. You know, there's all these like kits that they send out. You know, where anyone with like basic programming skills which I do not have, um, mm. is able to make like a, a 2D, you know, side-scroller type game. There's HTML as well. It can like be web-based, not even have to download anything. Right, right, right. But that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, there's loads of them unofficially made by fans. But, you know, that's that's like GW. Um, hmm. You've loads of fan art and they, they're really protective. So they go, they've gone after people that could have been assets and they've done it the completely the wrong way. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Even if you're not a Warhammer fan, look up the Astartes uh, animated show that was made by a fan. Yeah. Uh, three up, five parts. You know what I mean? It's, it's done the whole thing. Uh, brilliant. 
I happen to know of a horror channel that plays games sometimes. I think maybe that could happen. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun to watch to watch you play. Uh, yeah, a Trevor's game. If there cool. is a one, well, I I would I'd be on it, and if it's multiplayer, <laughs> even better. That's right, of course. Um. But yeah, the whole point is, uh, I can't even remember the name of the town they were in, but they're in the town and this, this festival's happening and... Pioneer Day. In. Pioneer Pi- Day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just everything's gone wrong because this guy has got involved and messed things up. It would have been a quick cleanup operation. And then it's just gone from bad to worse. And then you see the town getting, you know, uh, have to get evacuated from it. Yeah. I, I liked how they waited, you know, to the last possible second to warn the people. And then like, and there was that funny part where like the, uh, the mayor is like, okay, now everyone walk calmly to your car. And then Twitchell whispers in his, in his ear. It's like, okay, everyone run to your car. <laughs> or the, and hide your body heat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And hide <laughs> your body heat. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, great. Yeah. But I have to say, actually, uh, I was in town today, and I, I don't know if you ever watched the series called Sharp or heard of it. Probably not. It's a British TV show. Oh, you've broken again. So they have this, <laughs> they're lining up with the muskets, <laughs> breaking into this house. You back? Oh, I, can, I... I think you have something running in the background. You've... <laughs> Yeah, there should have been a game for this. Um, merge, like you think of the amount of stuffs pumped out that doesn't make any money whatsoever, and this has got a built-in fan base. But that's the same story over and over again. That don't understand when something has a built-in fan base, you're you're not going to reach the masses, but you're going to have a dedicated group who will spend money. And the, the, these right. are not twigged on to this. Oh, yeah, I was just asking you, are you familiar with a TV show called Sharp? No, I hadn't heard of it. It was like a British, um, like, musket. Yeah, Sean Bean played Richard Sharp, and it was during the Napoleonic Wars. Okay. But, you know, that's that's why it's such, uh, when Sean Bean started appearing in movies and Dan every episode, you're like, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's Richard Sharp for like (laughs) 10 seasons of the show, and Oh, okay. So he survived all these battles. Yeah, yeah I saw it today and I bought it. I bought like the first season. Like, I saw it in the shop. I'm like, I'm having that because <laughs> uh, the scene here with the the muskets. And they get oh the my gosh! Team. That was so great. I just I love seeing how Bert like organized them into rows and just like took charge. I was thinking like uh, that's what we need you to do in the next uh, role playing game you do. TTRPG, you need to be like Bert and just like organize the the lines of uh oh that was so good how he took charge of that the baseball team. I thought that was awesome that scene. Actually, the game we were playing, I didn't realize I'd taken charge because then all the demons follow me around. Yeah, he did. Why the hell is this? There's these like demonic ducklings follow me. What the hell? Oh, he's doing stuff. Right, we'll follow him. Like. (laughs) 
All right, okay. <laughs> my, I think my only like minor complaint with that scene, and I absolutely loved it with the baseball players that just like mm. showed up. All right, we'll take care of it. Was I think it would have been cool if just one of them, when the shriekers were starting to come at them, if just one of them panicked and started to like walk away, and then Bert has to like try to like grab him and and talk him into staying. You know, like give him like a pep talk like he did, even though the movie was terrible in um cold day in hell which was a uh, tremor six six ship uh where that uh that guy he's he gives him the speech about my my balls are in the guinness book of balls yeah. i would love something like that just to try to talk that player into coming back it's a tv show you've got limited time it's an episode yeah but well, it could have to taken... make alliances because it's you know it's a different pace yeah but it could have just been one or two lines mm-hmm. where like one of the kids got nervous and starts to like panic and he's like I got, you know, I won't let you fall. Something. I don't know if he gives some sort of like a quick speech. I thought that would have been cool. But other than that, I just love that. Because you've done the whole, you know, like, like Levi said, oh, fire, first rank fire, second rank loading. Uh, keep your powder dry three rounds a minute. That's That was the thing. If you could fire three yes. rounds a minute. Thank you, Levi. Exactly. Uh, the, the old days of the musket. Um, that was so awesome. But yeah, that, that's, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm going to start watching the short series again because that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a TV show that um, should have aged terribly and hasn't. Because the, okay. the effects and all of that, you know, they didn't go over the top. With It seems to be when a show goes over the top of the effects, that's where it dates quickly. Yeah. But there's a yeah. period drama they've done it well and actually it's <laughs> some good storylines. It's based yeah. on the books by Bernard Cornell. I just absolutely love that show. Cool. But that's that just brought me back. That yeah, I'm getting sharp again. I'm going to start watching that. <laughs> yeah. Now I need to start another channel so I can talk about it. <laughs> it doesn't really fit here. <laughs> I thought they did shoot from pretty far away. Like if you only have one shot, I think you might want to wait till they're a little closer. But they all hit. So, no, I mean... well, look, um, a musket can travel. I think 100 meters. Oh, okay, but just so you, you know, your aim, you know, maybe wait yeah, but that's why you have volley fire. That's that was the whole point, okay. Um, that's why you have volley fire because that's the whole point. The whole line, you're gonna hit something, and that's why the second rank because that's to give the third rank a chance to you know start doing it. Like I said, I've watched a lot of <laughs> I've watched a lot of reenactment stuff. Uh, I've never had a go on I've never had a go on a musket. That's something I'd uh, it's not really in the bucket list, but if the opportunity come up and take it, you know, have a, you know, have a crack at that and uh, fire because those things were complicated and the fact that they were used in warfare, uh, just amazing that this one that people had to have knowing that they were standing in a line. And yes, it was if you lost your nerve, you were dead because it was all about that volley keeping. Three rounds a minute. You were told if you could fire three rounds a minute, that was the pace, and that discipline that stepped up. That's awesome. Yeah. I, what know, was that saying? Um, could it could be um, one of the Independence, the American War of Independence movies, where they actually did a really good scene where the rebels are sort of got it going, but then they hear the drum beat of the red coat. You know. Uh, the foot guards coming up and forming line, and as they actually did it, it was terrifying. You actually got the same, you know, the idea of 
a disciplined unit with muskets is scary mm-hmm. against yeah. the rabble. Was that uh, uh, the Mel Gibson one? Was it Patriot no, Games God, or something? Mel Gibson, fuck him. Whoops. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> no, not that one. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a British hit wanker. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop guessing. Yeah, I, I don't know which one. I hope it wasn't. But there's just a scene, they're all in a, a barn or something, and then you, you hear the you know, basically marching up and the drums and then forming in the column, and it's like, how do we go up against this? We're dead, sort of thing. Yeah. I can't remember how the movie, of course, you know how it ends, but uh, that just that scene showing how that was intimidating on a battlefield. Right. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I thought it was just a great story beat, though. That this yeah, it was fun. To show up. Yeah. <laughs> but I love seeing Bert organizing him like that, like just showing his leadership skills and military background. I hope they have more stuff like that. But then you're saying the other side of him that he's completely clueless when it comes to other stuff. Think of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's, you know, got it all figured out when he's web swinging and fighting crime. But as Peter Parker, he's a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't get a grip on anything. He can't deal with his relationships, can't keep a job, can't do anything. He's a mess until he puts on the costume and becomes Spider-Man. That's Bert Gummer. Yeah. Bert Gummer just can't function in life. But once he's in the zone of what he's basically prepared himself for it. that's it he's amazing um ash williams another one in the uh the ash versus evil dead series he's a stoner he's a waster he's just drifting through life but once he comes up against the deadites a switch goes he even had uh kelly his character is like oh i see she was thought of him as a deadbeat but then once he straps on the chainsaw and takes on a deadite oh i see it now you know <laughs> it's that sort of character yeah, yeah. That's why it's so great seeing him in his element. You know, that's why this this show really showed it off. Maybe more than any other scene in all the movies, just that leadership skill. It's uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's not even in the first one with you know, and just immediately uh taking Tyler under his wing, getting annoyed because he knows something's not going right with El Blanco, right. and that shot he took. Once again, you know, but did it right this time because the first time he fired that rifle, it, he, he made a mistake. Remember in Tremors 2 where he shoots the shrieker and then right. it, it actually destroys the engine block of the car. Right, right, right. So we see him actually redeeming himself with that huge powered rifle that he's like, and takes out the piece of equipment that's yeah. in El Blanco nuts. Yeah, that's right. And it was another, another nice scene is when he gives... um that handgun that uh awesome the desert eagle yeah desert which eagle, is a, man, that's a 50 nice cal that they fire 50 cal rounds oh wow so it's not, you, uh that's why i was off at the easy because even tyler with a 50 they're hand cannons yeah so him giving that gun to him you know that was like that's like bert's way of saying i love you <laughs> or you know or yeah. you're one you're one of us now you know that you know I trust you. You know, that's that's you. the best thing yeah. for Bert because yeah. I hear you'll need it more than me. And that's yeah. characterization. You get a good character, you get good writing, and you can forgive. Like I have not slagged off the effects. No. Because do you know what? I don't care. I know they're gonna be cheesy, but because I'm having a good storyline and I'm having good characters here, I'm I'm forgiving it. Yeah. When you have a bad storyline, 
and that that's when you start looking at other things too and nitpicking. Right. When you're having right. a bad time watching something, then you start, oh, that's terrible, that's awful. Yeah, that's but when you're having a good time with something, you you start to you forgive a lot of things because then you understand, well, they're doing their best to calm with the budget and they're actually making an effort. Right. I'm in. It's the same as a lot of indie horror. When I watch indie horror movies, um, if I get the feeling that they're trying and they're showing me characters, I can forgive a lot of things because I know it's a limited budget. Yeah. But when I'm not having a good time, you've seen my reviews, you know, I rip things to shreds because I get annoyed that I'm watching something because I feel like it's not the people that made it don't care. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of heart to this one and the writers definitely get the characters and uh, there's definitely an effort to be to make a good movie. It's a good TV show. And also it's just to make it fun. And after watching seven, it's it's so nice just to return to the fun element again. You know? Yeah. And there's a bit of seriousness too, because obviously, you know, back to that comment, no man should have to die like that. You know, there's there's a gravitas, you know, I mean there's um there's stakes involved. Yeah. And speaking of effects, that that body looks pretty convincing. That was pretty cool. Um, the way it was like set up. Like that the the bone the way the bones were set up, the way the you know pieces of the body were missing, blood everywhere, mm-hmm. like that that looked pretty good. That's practical effects. That's people yeah. that are. Yeah. That's been the wizards of uh horror since the eighties. You know, that's you look at any special features, nobody gives a shit about the actors. They want to see that that's the reason you bought the DVD and the Blu-ray was to get the special features so you could see the special effects team. Yeah. And see them giggling like absolute maniacs as they made their potions and brews and <laughs> body parts and what oh I've I've come up with the perfect solution. <laughs> You're gonna love it. And that's yeah. Sadly that's missing. Yeah. Um I hope we start to get it back, Aunt Dewey, and I hope enough people and the and the uh creators are the way to go, if people would just give them a chance you'd you'd spend as much as you would in a cup of coffee as you would supporting a project that somebody's made as long as you know that there, it's not a it's not a puff piece or an ego boost but an actual letter of love yeah what style of music is it the playing this it's not country and western is it? it's something else does that have a particular mm-hmm. name that the style of music they use that's a good question i'm not sure if it was like an upbeat country slash rock it, it definitely it, it's definitely a style but that's yeah that style fits perfectly with it this. did and it reminded me a little bit of firefly which i loved so i i enjoyed mm-hmm. it i thought it worked well for the uh the theme yeah yeah because it's almost like a, a western in a way you know yeah but it's not it's <laughs> not a modern western you know it's modern western that sort of it's a particular style of music i've heard it before and it's usually when you're desert scenes and all this and uh, it's american you know what i mean yeah it's an american style of music but i think was it the they couldn't get the score right for the three movies and it makes you it takes you out yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love the way the intro looks as if it's being phoned or <laughs> filmed on a phone or <laughs> or a web or what do you call it you know the old camcorder <laughs> it looks like somebody's just run after a truck with a camcorder but it works <laughs> it works yeah for sure you don't need a big flashy intro you just it could it could have been worse there's like if, if this was made in the 80s there'd be the thing where everyone like looked at camera 
as their name comes up on screen. <laughs> oh, do you know when they did that in Predator? <laughs> At the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, right. the facts of your seasoning. As long as Steak and Potatoes story is good underneath, you can enjoy them. Yep, that's it. That's all we want. You know. That's a good way to put it. If you're a fan and you appreciate that somebody's trying, you forgive a lot of things. Just don't get complacent. That's all, you know. Yeah. But there you go. There's a good start. At least we're. I think we're. We're gonna. It's gonna be like a bit of a twinge of sadness, like bittersweetness coming to the end when we do the rest of the series. Yeah, but not knowing what to expect with the TV show, I was, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. So I'm looking forward. Um, yeah, we'll do two episodes at a time, and then we'll uh, we'll see how we wrap up at the end. Maybe we'll do the last three, or we'll do one in the whole retrospective of the everything afterwards we'll we'll figure it out but yeah we'll do the next few episodes and uh we'll take it from there but yeah thanks again chris for coming on it's a, uh, it was a blast so much fun so much fun and it's nice to see uh bert not get pissed on again yeah <laughs> and of course levi you're amazing thanks for being in the chat and everyone else yeah. in there and said hello and everyone's watching uh that's what makes this worthwhile actually just having folks on and interacting and even if you uh, maybe never seen this, at least maybe we've convinced you to give it a go. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think people will enjoy it. If you enjoyed the first three movies, then you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, this is definitely a follow-on. Um, I'm going to know why things went off the rails, but absolutely no need. Yeah. So silly. But there you go. Uh, just need to say, Chris, as always, thanks, everyone. Thanks for being there, and I'll just finish off by saying, keep up to date with the channel, do the tippy-tippy things, and until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it zombie bird. <laughs> That's not quite what it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>